This is the New Strength Way podcast, where we share tools, strategies, and inspiring stories to help you live a stronger life. I'm your host, Jacob Hodson, and let's do this. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the New Strength Way podcast. Today, I'm here with a special guest, uh, strong woman, powerlifter, Australian record holder in multiple disciplines, uh, Mel Green. So welcome to the show, Mel. Thanks, Jacob. So let's uh, kick off. Obviously, you've had quite a whirlwind experience in strength sports and that sort of stuff but i want to get a little bit of an insight into your background before we get into all the uh the records and basically taking over the world of strength yeah sure so um i actually had to look this up just the other day so i had my facts right but um it was 2014 that i first joined a gym which was a really Warner's bay yeah so i've only really been into strength work for about six years um obviously prior to that i'd done sports netball martial arts just a mixture of stuff but um yeah just had a bit of a moment went right i need to start getting uh, strong so joined a gym did what most people did went on the treadmill went on all the uh cardio machines would you believe it and um ended up joining a small group of ladies that were doing strength work with a personal trainer yeah right i i'm still gobsmacked i i would have thought that there was this big uh strength background from like when you were like a tiny little kid based on uh, what, what we see now. So let's dive in a little bit on that before we go any further with it. But pretty much I want to touch on uh, like what was the what was the tip, tipping point for you to decide to actually join a gym? Um, so had sort of moved uh, suburbs, was in Hamilton, moved out to the lake and um, was just like, okay, I'm sort of not getting what I wanted from you know, being self-driven to get fit. So that was pretty much my driver was, okay, I need to do something. I'm not doing any of these other uh, team sports that I used to do. Um, One of the girls I work with had said, oh, look, I've joined a gym at Warners Bay. Come and join me. And I was like, sure, why not? So that was my starting point. Ah, So it's kind of like accident-ish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, I have to say me landing into strength sports and um, where I am today has all just come about I would almost say by coincidence accident just the way that I've read into people who have sort of helped me out on my journey um yeah it's certainly I don't I don't know now I'm thinking about it it's kind of like I didn't plan this path it just kind of happened for me I guess yeah awesome and and talk to me about like when you did get into that first piece of you started training in the women's group of the with the strength training did it come natural to you or like was it something that you like then were like you it, did you just fall in love with it or was it something you're like hey i'm pretty good at this that was exactly what it was it was this um moment and i do remember it um we were all deadlifting of course and um we were going for one rm and i remember just keep on adding on the plates and i'm like wow i'm strong like i've never attempted something like this before and um all of the ladies were like wow look at how many plates you've got on like how heavy is that and i can't even remember it was probably 90 kilos or perhaps 100 and um i was i was pretty blown away by my sheer strength and the fact that i could actually do that with minimal to no training so that's when i was like wow okay so maybe i am good at this lifting weights business so um it kind of just developed from there really yeah, I love it. And is there something that you look back on it now? Is like, oh, that's that might have been the the thing that developed this 
uh, affinity for this in an earlier age or like was it do you think it was your sport background was there other things that you you did in your youth that might have uh, developed that for you I think so like we've always been active as a family so like I said before you know lots of team sports um, and have always I guess had a little bit of a competitive spark in me as well so um in that instance when I was trying my 1RM and I was discovering that I was lifting more than the other women, I guess a little bit of a fire kind of ignited inside of me that was like, okay, I'm good at this. Let's try and push this and see where I can go with it. Um, So it was sort of around that same point that um, I actually was lucky enough to come in contact with um, a powerlifter through um, a guy I worked with and he's um, also an Australian record holder and probably one of the best powerlifters I've ever known. And um, he was very kind and generous and said, oh, if you want to start powerlifting, I'll write you out a program. So at that point, I was like, you sure. You can name drop on here too. So yeah, you can so make- that, was, that was Richard Hosan, um, still powerlifting today. Um, he actually sat down in my clinic where I used to work and wrote me out a basic program, which I followed. And then it kind of just snowballed from there. Did one program. Then I started training with him and a few of the other local powerlifters. And um, yeah, just kept on upping the weights and then started competing. He's uh, like, I, I'm... I've never met Richard, but from my understanding from the guys around strength sports is like, it's like him and Max are like the centerpiece. Like they're kind of like everyone knows them and everyone's involved. And that's uh, Max Bristow for the guys that are listening uh, who like those guys have just been around, like kind of just the centerpiece of all strength in Newcastle, really. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. So Max, I find is the godfather of powerlifting in Newcastle. So um, he's very dedicated and has couple of home gyms which are pretty outstanding and um i guess he's been the most set guy for COVID too like hasn't he ever i i think i I always see videos of people that have been lifting in his gym and i'm like that is the most kitted home gym ever and he's made a lot of that gear himself which i find very impressive yeah definitely he's um yeah he's pretty crazy with his training and um i still recall him telling me one day that the uh the key to being strong is a thousand ab reps a day that's a lot of effort. Isn't it ever? Like, yeah. that would take me a whole day to complete. How old's Max now, too? I see 72. 70, he's in his 70s. In his 70s, and he's still hard charging. Like, he's still at uh, a lot of the competitions, right? He's still competing. Yeah, yeah. Well, he has retired numerous times. Yeah. I think, like most people in strength sports, but um, he keeps on coming out, and I think he's still breaking records himself at his age. So that's pretty impressive. That's uh, it's incredible. I do need to get Max on the show at some point. I'd, lo- oh, I'd love do. to. Uh, to share some of the insights from that guy. He's uh, such a inspirational character. It's like if, if I look like him at 70 and still lifting, I'm, I'll, I'll be stoked. Absolutely. And he also has got a quite a um, good background in not only powerlifting, but bodybuilding and weightlifting. So he has sort of spread himself over the strength sports over his years. So it's lots and lots of knowledge inside his head. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think uh, that's something that we'll get onto a, a little bit later but how stuff like uh, like that's definitely influenced with yourself. Like you, you then went into powerlifting, as you said, uh, after which we'll cover a little bit more on, but then you transitioned over in strongman, like instead of having this, like, okay, this is the one thing that I do is like, how can we diversify and explore this world of strength as something that it's uh, very respectable from, from yourself of going, okay, cool, I'm really good at this, but what else can I do now as well? Instead of just going, okay, like I'm good at this. I'm just going to stay in my lane and just be better than everyone else here. So Talk to us about like you got started, you were following uh, Richard's program, you were training in the group around the powerlifters 
at what point did you go, oh, maybe I'll actually compete in this? What was that step? Yeah, sure. So I think the step was I went and watched one of the um, powerlifting comps that I think both Richard and Max were running. And um, I saw this tiny little girl and she pulled sumo. And I'm just like, what the hell is this? I've never seen anyone lift a barbell like that before. And she's doing it up on a stage and everyone's cheering for her. This is what I have to do. So um, I kind of went off on my own for a little bit and um, self-taught myself sumo, which is a probably pretty crazy thing to do. Um, yeah, the sumo is way harder than people give it credit for. It oh. is so much harder. It really is. Um, yeah, so then I went off and did a bit of training and then... Um, met back up with Richard and a few of the other powerlifters and um, they said, okay, there's another local comp, um, come and do this comp. And I was like, sure, why not? Went there, um, competed up against a really strong lady, but um, I was lucky enough to, once again, um, I think it was through my deadlift, I pulled the win off. So I was like, this is amazing. But um, after that very first comp, um, I did get pulled out the back by the guys and they said okay Mel this is how you deadlift like <laughs> when you deadlift I don't ever want to see you sumo this is how I want to see you deadlift so then I went okay back to conventional it is so <laughs> so is, is there this uh like is there the same degree of like view about sumo because sumo is like in strongman it's just like it's it's actually outlawed which is kind of like the, the details of that are, are not necessary for the length of the podcast. I think it's a little bit of a G up uh, for like outlawed on a normal traditional uh, deadlift from the floor, etc. cetera. Uh, but is it still sort of like frowned upon a little bit in powerlifting, even though it's legal? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's still looked at as the cheetah lift and I still don't understand why, because I actually find sumo really hard to do. Um, but yeah, it is frowned upon. I think the, my most on a sumo ever is like a 200 once and I've deadlifted 260 conventional. And like, obviously I don't put a lot of time into sumo, but it doesn't feel comfortable at all. Like when it gets heavy, it's like, it's not fun. No, no, I totally agree. I've never reached the number um, that I have in a conventional deadlift to what I have done in sumo, but I've sort of never really, I've only ever used it as an accessory exercise, I guess, because it just hurts too much. Like it really taxes your legs. <laughs> yeah. So I think my like adductors want to explode Absolutely. every time. Yeah, definitely. Cool. So you, you won that one there. You got forced back into conventional, uh, you obviously that that how was that feeling did that motivate you to drive into it more or like with absolutely yeah. yeah so i guess it was just that that little taste of wow i just i've won a competition i've got a gold medal this is so much fun um i've only really just started um let's see where this can take me so and then obviously at that point i was um around a really positive group of um powerlifters who were really really strong um newcastle is lucky enough to have this force of powerlifters or oh, not only powerlifters but um strong strong people in newcastle um so i was sort of lucky enough to get into that group and start training with those guys and when you start training around primarily guys just because at that point um there wasn't a lot of females that i knew who were into lifting really heavy was that, that was probably back 2015 yeah, yeah so five years ago which is crazy to think but um yeah the sport's grown just, so much in, in the last five years yeah um so yeah training around um, males like they were always lifting so much more than i was which kind of 
really helped my drive, I guess, a little bit because I was always like, oh, you know, if he can do it, I can do it <laughs> kind of thing. And I guess it's always been that stigma in uh, strength sports that women aren't as strong. And I totally agree that we are physically different to males, but we can still kind of have our goals to try and get up there and start competing against those numbers that we want to hit, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that actually uh, reminds me very similar of when we had uh, Jenny from TMC. Have you met Jenny before? I haven't met her, no. no. Uh, so Jenny was talking about when she first started training with Rod at the time, uh, the guys were starting to get muscle ups. And because she was just doing everything that the guys were doing, it was just like, well, if the guys can do muscle ups, I can do muscle ups. And she was the only girl in the group at the time. And very, very similarly, like then she, like a couple of weeks later, after a few of the guys got their muscle up, she got her first one and then they started doing this and she started doing the next thing. And it's uh, quite an interesting dynamic when you get somebody like yourself or Jenny who goes into that environment where it's like, okay, uh, this is like primarily a guy's thing or like the guys are normally better, but I'm not letting that be a limitation. It's like, I'm just going for it the same way and just going to push myself anyway and it's going to happen. And I think taking that mindset into that there is like such a powerful thing and it seems to hold true across the board with like no matter whether it's you in the in powerlifting setting or Jenny with the uh, muscle ups and handstands and all that sort of stuff too. So it's it's actually uh, an incredible mindset to have uh, with that. Where do you think that came from? Yeah, I'm, I don't know where it came from really. I think it was... It's, I guess it's just something that has um, just always been inside of me and it's not that um, any one person should be or is better than any other person. Like, let's all strive to be as good as each other. And um, I guess also to in, in the environment that I was training with, it wasn't um, wasn't ever, oh, you know, to be the best, but it was always, you know, let's all be good together. So let's all put in a good effort. Let's all put the work in. Because if you put the work in, then you get the rewards. So mm, And for sure, within a, any sort of, like, community setting in that like there's definitely the rising tide floats all boats with that there is like if if somebody's doing good the rest of the people are going to come up after it because nobody wants to be like the one person that's left behind that's not putting in the effort when the rest of everyone else is pushing themselves and it's like hey we're all just going to keep on getting better and better and i think that's why you find uh as you said newcastle's this like got a really really great base of like really really strong humans that are helping push the envelope in not only just the uh growing the sports and and or the lifts themselves or bring out the numbers there, but then growing the sports, growing the community of, uh, within fitness, within strength. Uh, and I think that's one of the reasons is because we have had a bunch of people, your Richard, your Maxes, uh, a handful of guys in the CrossFit community, uh, more recently, Strongman's kind of taken its own uh, scene in the Newcastle area as well. And, and I think that's because everyone's pushing the envelope and everyone wants to build, build it rather than it just being like, oh, oh, they're doing that, so we won't even bother. Oh, totally agree. And I think the one thing that I have found in Newcastle is that um, we all tend to want to support each other. So um, especially in powerlifting, um, I still do train today, but used to train against my greatest competitor. And we trained together because we were pushing the same numbers. So it was really fun to train with each other. So um, we always supported each other and always drove each other to go harder. And that's what I like in that's essentially why I do train. Um, I love it. I love that feeling of having a community of people to drive each other, not to put each other down or to go, I'm going to beat you. It's like, okay, so what numbers are you chasing today? And it'd be like, you know, okay, I want to squat 120 today. They're like, okay, cool. Let's do it. We'll, we'll do this. We'll do that. It was always 
encouraging and um, I found just that pure spirit of driving each other to do better and also to a little bit like if you want to get get somewhere in strength sports then you have to put the hard work in so that was always one of the um, main drivers behind it was that you'd never get anywhere if you weren't going to you know push yourself so you know get up and train do the hard work then you can start hitting the high numbers yeah for sure and there's definitely there's a there's a uniqueness in strength sports that you don't get in a lot of uh a lot of other sports like obviously every sport is like the the better you get the harder it is because the competition level gets higher but ultimately like uh, i've been watching uh michael jordan on the last dance and that sort of thing and like he got so good that there was a point where people couldn't keep up with him like he was just uh, it was easier for him because everyone else wasn't up to his standard uh in strength sports on the other end it's like your reward for getting better is like okay the bar's going to get heavier and you have to go again yes and it, it's a it's a unique mental like or mindset that you need to have to go okay that was really really hard but the next one's going to be harder rather than in the the team sports settings it's like oh well that was the the hardest game that we've played but we're going to come up against like because we've been better we're going to come up against easier level of competition or whatever that might be that way so it's very unique in that way and i, I think in that itself is like what brings up about that drive and that chase for it because you kind of get the people are either they're drawn into and they're hungry for okay let's see how hard i can actually push this and it doesn't matter that it's getting harder i'm in uh, rather than it just being like ah. Oh, that was hard the next day is going to be harder uh let's just bail out of this and find something new (laughs) it kind of becomes an addiction i think so um especially when you are chasing numbers and you're sort of competing against yourself and um, that drive just to get the work done um once you kind of get there you've done the hard work and your reward is hitting that 200 deadlift or whatever that number in your mind that is chasing you kind of hit that number you rejoice you're happy but then you're hungry for more like you said that thirst comes back and it's like okay so i've done that i've achieved that what can we do now and that's i guess it also to where i kind of moved from powerlifting into strongman was okay what what can i do to my body to improve my strength and for me i guess i was in the mindset that the missing link might be a bit of cardio based <laughs> work sort of getting this body moving because powerlifting we don't do well we do explosive movements but not to the same degree so mm, yeah, it's just a, it's a different type of strength right oh totally yeah. yeah so let's talk about uh your first firstly or your first national championship uh and and then also on top of that like breaking the australian record like whereabouts was that in how how far into your journey was that that they started to pop up and um what was that like um okay yeah so i think it would have been probably about four years three or four years into my journey was when i first started competing at a national level um my first win at a raw national powerlifting event was um amazing like it was just so much fun it was a real numbers game um my squat and my bench press is not brilliant um in comparison to some of the other um girls i was competing against so i was kind of lagging a little bit going into the deadlift but that's my crown and glory so um i had joel hudson coaching me at the time and um his one job was to do the mass and just tell me not even tell me just to put in the numbers so that i could win the day on the deadlift and um 
I know he was pulling his hair out and the numbers were really doing his head in. But um, at the end of the day, he went out and I think it was a that for a raw deadlift, I think it was 192.5 kilo conventional raw deadlift that had won my uh, the raw competition. So that was pretty impressive. And then I believe it was the same year that I went on to do equipped powerlifting, which is a whole new kettle of fish, um, and had gone on to win the equipped nationals as well. So yeah, wow, that was a lot of fun too. <laughs> So uh, just for the guys that are listening that don't really know the the difference in obviously powerlifting, a lot of people are aware of now are like squat bench and deadlift. But what what's the piece that's the difference between the raw and equipped for somebody at home? Yeah, sure. So um, equipped, we get to wear supportive um, gear that allows us to lift more. So um, a squat suit for me um, adds at least 50 kilos onto my squat. Uh, I need to hide one of them just uh, underneath my normal clothes. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, Bench shirt, again, um, I'm benching probably at least 50 kilos more in a bench shirt. And deadlift suit, you don't get as much out of. So I'm probably getting an extra 10 kilos. Um, But also, too, it's really supportive. Um, It's a total different movement as well. It's kind of relearning how to squat bench and deadlift when you're in gear because it restricts your movement to getting to the bar but once you get to the bar and you get moving it springs you straight back out of it so mm. it's fun <laughs> i feel like uh from from what i've seen in the uh with deadlift suits bench suits and that sort of thing part of the competition is actually getting the, the suit on not so more so that looks tougher some days than the actual lifting itself absolutely i think you actually get more fatigue getting in and out of the gear because you want it so so tight that you are getting that kind of spring from it that um it's it's not a one-person game you need helpers <laughs> to get you dressed and undressed but the the satisfaction is there yeah awesome uh let's let's talk the transition to strongman so when did when did that start i know that you competed in in our event last year was that the the start of that journey for you it sure was um so it was about this time last year that um i met a good friend of mine nat at um she was also training at the gym at warners bay and um i went up to her and i had this crazy idea i was like oh come on let's let's do a strongman comp will you join me and she's like oh i'm not sure i'm like no no it'll be fun it'll be fun and she's like okay so what are you talking about here and i'm like well there's a place at gateshead they've got this strongman comp coming up it looks like fun i think we should give it a go and um, my whole idea behind um, transitioning into strongman was i was sort of starting to plateau a little bit with my numbers in powerlifting and as i said before um, there's not a lot of cardio base to it our movements are pretty general you know we're focusing on three different lifts um and i saw strongman as an avenue to diversify a little bit to see where i could at at the end of the day i was kind of wanting to use strongman to improve my powerlifting game um so signed up for the very first new strength was that your first strongman? that was our first event yeah so had to discover all these new implements and different ways of moving. And there was a lot of running involved. Um, getting under a yoke was a unique experience. Um, unfortunately for me, I tore my calf muscle leading up to that competition and ignored all the professionals and chose to do the competition and retore my calf. So it really wasn't my kind of... <laughs> kind of the introduction into strongman that I wanted. Well, on um, that though, you did tear your calf and then pull a 200 kilo trap bar deadlift right 
I did. Yes. Like that's, that's incredible. Like most people, I guess at that point there is like, okay, cool. I've redone this injury. I'm happy to call it quits for the day. Like let's not flirt the lines of like what we need to do here. And obviously it probably shows a little bit of your, I'm going to say resiliency first and stupidity second somewhat uh, (laughs) for you to have uh, decided it's like, screw it. I'm still going to pull this big deadlift that I was shooting for anyway. Uh, so like that, that was super impressive. Like that was a, probably for a lot of people, the first time they'd seen a 200 kilo deadlift by a woman in any sort of means there. Um, obviously a couple of weeks, oh, would have been a couple of months after that. You go and pull it on a uh, conventional bar or on a deadlift bar, uh, later in strongman as well, which has been like crazy to see the, the escalation of that in there. It's like, you've just jumped into this sport and pretty much as a no name in the, in strongman, but obviously you are very well known in powerlifting. It's like, bang, straight on the record board. But. Yeah. That again, I think for me, that was more of a personal goal as well. So I had this dream to do a three times body weight deadlift, um, and transitioning from powerlifting into strongman. I did get a lot of gains actually I was quite surprised at how just by switching up my style of training did improve my strength so um I think that was my next strongman competition I had uh, moved into and I was like oh it's got a deadlift competition this is it my goal for this comp is going to be three times body weight so um yeah I weighed in at 68 kilos and pulled 210 at yeah. that competition which... that's incredible that's huge numbers yeah like and to give like context to that is like three times body weight is heavy like for anyone like I, i'm still yet to to reach a sambo if he's listening sam always listens in on these ones and he always managed to, to remind me that he's hit three times body weight before i have so uh <laughs> sam yes i know this we we've been over this before mate but you can still have your fun it's okay uh cool let's let's talk a little bit more on like what what's it been that's drew you to this lifestyle overall because it's been something that like now obviously you're about five six years into it uh alongside that then you've broken records you've had national championships what is it that keeps you ticking in this area because uh it does it can get monotonous for some people and they kind of lose the spark absolutely and um that was the whole thing i think helped to push me into strongman was um i was getting a little bit bored with powerlifting um even though i was still pushing the boundaries moving into equipped lifting um at the end of the day i just i love to move i love to see where you can push your body um as we said before maybe a bit stupid to compete with injuries but um, it's just amazing when you put your mind to something what your body can achieve like if you want to be strong, you can be strong. Like I always have little goals in the back of my head of where I want to go and the numbers that I want to chase. And I think by having those goals is what gets me up, gets me moving each day. Um, unfortunately, some days it is a chore to train. And um, I really enjoyed what you were speaking about not so long ago about how some days you just have to get up and get it done. And, um, you know, there's been mornings that I've gotten out of bed at 4am because I've had a big day of work coming up. And I've gone to the gym in the darkness, in the cold, because I had to get it done. Um, I still enjoy it. But you know, it is sometimes it is a hard slog. But um, I don't know, I just I really enjoy moving weight, I enjoy moving my body. And I enjoy seeing 
the amount of strength that you can get from your body. Like when you treat your body well and, you know, that's training, sleeping, eating, you can get as much out of it as you want to, I guess. Awesome. Uh, and that's something that rings, uh, just takes me on a little bit of a tangent as, as well that I want to touch on. It's like uh, you said of like how much you can actually achieve once you get into it, once you fuel your body right, once you put in the work. What do you think Mel five, six years ago coming into uh, training for the first time in a gym thought was possible? Right. Um, Mel back then was a bit different because I used to think that I could go out and party on weekends and um, eat really bad food and then turn up at the gym and perform the same way I did on a Monday morning to the way I would on a Friday. Um, When you start moving into the high level weight training and different things like that you can't get that out of your body like you can't burn the candle at both ends and um you know party hard and still achieve the numbers unless you're young of course that uh, (laughs) you have genetics behind you um but yeah I guess yeah five years ago I never expected that I would be at this point of my journey that I'm at I didn't think I would be competing um but yeah, here I am and I'm loving it. And, and what's to come? What's next? What's the next few things on the horizon, whether it be goals, uh, challenges for you? Um, definitely. Um, I still have this urge to compete in strongman. I don't think I have... Um, Stupid COVID getting in the way I of comps. No, I know. I don't think I've achieved as much in strongman as I feel that I can at this point. Um, I lack in lots of areas, especially my overhead lifting. Um, I've just discovered a little bit of Olympic lifting. So I'm sort of setting PBs all over again, which is really, really good fun. So I think looking forward, I'm definitely going to continue with the strongman side of things and um, probably move back into powerlifting down the track. Yeah, cool. Uh, And last little question before we start to wrap up. Uh, what have been like some hurdles for you along the process? What have been some roadblocks for you? And then how did you get around them and keep moving yourself forward? Yeah, sure. Um, definitely my body has always been a hurdle, like, um, just little niggles here and there. Um, my hips aren't fabulous. So, which is ultimately why I initially got into equipped work because of that support with your joints. Um, I guess if anything, if, if my body could function perfectly every single day, training would be an absolute dream. But I think we all know that that's not possible. You want to push your body as hard as possible. You need to look after it. Um, I guess that's probably the main thing really is my mind has always been committed. Um, especially during COVID I've managed to slap together a home gym. So I still train. I'll probably overtrain at the moment. (laughs) Just I can still, you know, motivate myself at home to get out there and um, follow a program and do the weights. Um, yeah, if anything, I just wish my recovery was like it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. Mel, this has been amazing. I want to wrap up with uh, if you could give maybe two or three quick tips for women like on the fence of getting started into training. They're maybe, maybe they're not so sure about training with barbells or strength work. What advice would you give to somebody like that? Yeah, um, just start. Like, just find someone who knows what they're doing. Um, join a group that's going to be supportive and pretty much show you the ropes. And just honestly, just start. As soon as you start, 
you will be surprised at how easy it comes. Just you form a routine and then it just becomes part of your life and the rewards are feeling good. Like, you know, I feel excellent every time I've trained. So yeah, I think just, just get going. I love it. That's awesome. And I think the, uh, the thing that I'll add to that there is, is like you said before, is that you, you don't know what's going to be the possibility for you down the track. If you just take that action to start, you don't know what, where the, what you're actually capable of achieving uh, with where you're at right now. Your beliefs that you, you might have that you're like, oh, I could pro, I might be able to get to a hundred kilo deadlift. It's like, you got to 200 like and over like there's so there's so much uh there's so much incredible possibility for the people that are willing to just take that step get moving forward and uh get rolling with their training so thank you so much for coming on no today Mel. it's been a pleasure i really really appreciate it guys if you've listened to this if you've enjoyed it uh want to make sure that you tag us on your instagram story take a screenshot uh share it with with us and then also mel if people want to watch your training journey see your strongman journey where's the best place that they could uh follow along um instagram of course yeah yeah so um that's uh melticulous melticulous we'll drop it in the uh comments uh, and feel free uh, to shoot me a message i'm more than happy to help anyone on their journey because um that's essentially what i got i got taken on board some really amazing people and they just set me on my way so yeah feel free to send me a message i love it that's it thanks guys we'll see you next week thank you